Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, we're here. We're here every Sunday, folks. So you're invited to check us out or come in. You know, if you're in the LA area. Good morning, everybody here. Good morning. Hi, y'all. Well. I want to first uh, thank you, men and women, who showed up yesterday for the South Central LA Tea Party Rally. Uh, in Glendale, California, in support of the Constitution and freedom, and in support of uh, the gun show in uh, Glendale last night. As you all know, uh, the City Council of Glendale is trying to ban them from having it on, uh, having, having gun shows on city property. And they've been doing it for years, so we showed up yesterday to uh, support them and support freedom. And I have to honestly tell you, I had a hoot nanny of a time. It was something, was it fun? It was literally something else. The spirit of it was just energized. Everybody was upbeat, happy to be there, no one afraid. It was something else. Isn't that something? Yes. So thank you for showing up and making that possible. Uh, to my surprise, the media showed up in droves, but I was surprised because normally they don't show up for conservative causes. And, uh, and not only did they show up, ABC, CBS, Channel 4, a Hispanic station, LA Times, not only did they show up, they recorded us and presented us. Because a lot of times they go back into the studio, they erase what we say and they don't show it. Or they'll show a little, just a little bit. That's it. But from what I've seen already, it seems as though they treat us pretty well as for presenting our, our rally. Uh, it, it's going to always be better, but what we get from the liberal media, you know, I'm thankful for that because the word is out that we were there and showed support. So I, I do appreciate that. And uh, thank you for showing up. It was so hard I turned black. It was like 80 degrees. It was hot, huh? I can't find a hat to fit my head. It's so big. <laughs> and that's the truth. My head is so big, if I put a hat on, the little beep thing that, what do you call that? It looks like it just look like that, right? It doesn't even cover my whole face. And then the hat won't go all the way down on my head, so I don't wear them. Isn't that awful? Why I had to have that daddy with a big head? They say, some people say we choose our parents. While we're in heaven, we choose a parent. There's no way I would have chosen a daddy with a big head. <laughs> that would not have been my choice. So I dispute the idea that we choose our parents. Anybody believe we do? Yeah, I don't think we do. I, I would have chosen rich parents with small heads. <laughs> but it was really, really good. And uh, um, it was, for me, it was an honor to be fighting for freedom, to preserve freedom. And I don't understand, he has a question, Doug. I don't understand, I don't understand the mindset of people who, don't, who think that they shouldn't fight for their freedom. Because there are people who don't agree with us about fighting for freedom. They just sit back and let things happen and, and let the enemy take over and destroy the freedom, and they, they won't get out there and do anything. I don't understand that mindset. And then when we fight for the freedom and the freedom are, freedoms are protected, they are enjoying the freedom. But they don't want to give anything for it. I don't understand that mindset. Even in my weak time, I've always been a fighter for what was right, you know, the best that I can do it. And when I'm out there protesting yesterday, I'm thinking, wow, what a blessing that we can do this. And I thought of those people who don't like protesting. They don't get out there and do anything. They won't make a phone call. They won't take your email when you send it out and send it out to their people. They won't do anything. That's mind-blowing to me. And the other thing, the topic is not about this, I don't think, but the other thing I don't understand about people, some people, what, happened to, what happens to a person's mind when they believe that you shouldn't have the right 
to protect yourself with a gun. Uh, what happens to the mind that can convince you of that? That you should not protect yourself with a gun. You know, I don't understand that mindset either. And it's just me. You know what I'm saying? I just don't understand it. And I could be wrong. It doesn't mean I'm right. But when I was growing up, everybody had guns. I don't know of a household that didn't have some sort of a gun in there. And so I just grew up with guns. So maybe that's why I'm so for it. I don't know. Maybe I had grown up up north in Chicago or somewhere. I would have a different mindset about it. But I don't understand it. Did you have a question? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get the mic over there. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Well, you said about um, the, the way that a lot of people don't, uh, don't think that they should stand up and, and fight for their rights or for what's right. For freedom, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, well, for me, I do know that I should, but... Yet I, a lot of times I don't, and it's kind of out of embarrassment or fear or uh, self-consciousness. Oh, embarrassed of what? Um, of of looking awkward and of looking like um, kind of <laughs> like a hypocrite and so if, being inconsistent. So if you're standing out fighting for freedom, fighting for the Second Amendment. You feel like you look like a hypocrite? Not necessarily just for the Second Amendment, but uh, just in general, oh, fighting in general. for what's right or standing up for... You look like a hypocrite to yourself or to others? To myself and I, I think to others too. Oh. So the way you see yourself, you think others are seeing you that way too? Yeah, and... But I why was, would they I, think that you're a hypocrite? Because I'm not consistent. But how do they know you're not consistent? Um, they're, well, when, when I see other people up front, they get a lot of pot shots taken at them, and uh, I don't necessarily want to be in that situation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's just a, it's a weird thing, and I think that I'm not the only one who, I think, I have a feeling that my friends and family are the same way. Yeah. On both I, sides of the fence. I know what you're talking about. I do. I remember when I used to work for a union and we had to organize rallies like that. My mind would try to tell me we look silly out there. And, it, and if you believe it, there is a little embarrassment that comes with that. Yeah. But now that I understand that it's just the mind, I don't give into that anymore. But well, um, this kind of leads into a question that I wanted to ask you about this week. Okay. Um, I went to this thing with a couple of the Bond guys here. Um, we went to some place in Glendale before, before this rally. It was about s- some money conference, but um, this guy said a, some, I think it's like a Chinese proverb that says, to know and not do is not to know. Kind of like how I know certain things or that I should stand up but yet I don't. Right. So maybe I don't really know what I should be doing. That's a good question. So your question is what does that mean? Yeah, is it true and what does it mean to really know versus Yeah, because if you know what to do and you don't do it you might as well not know it. It's like wasted information. Uh Uh-huh. And so a lot of people know what to do, but they let the mindset get in the way to f- prevent them from doing it, make you feel embarrassed or make you feel afraid or cause you to have doubts. So they don't end up doing it, so that they do nothing. I don't even know why anyone would want information that you're not going to do anything with. It is a waste of time. But to me, it's not a waste of time because I... <laughs> I uh... <laughs> but if you don't do anything with it, it's like having a house and you never go inside and live in it. Yeah, and that contributes to my sense of hopelessness about it. Not total hopelessness, but it, my doubts about myself and yeah. where I stand. I, I personally think you have too much judgment upon yourself. You judge yourself as being a certain way, and that's what's holding you back. Because 
you get the same effect from judging yourself as you do from judging others. And so it will bring on fear and doubt and limiting the imagination and obeying the lies that come with that. So you need to let go any judgment of yourself. It is what it is. And then you can be free. Okay. Because I'm sure other people, I'm sure some people see your weakness, but I'm sure they don't think about you as seriously as you think about yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's because you have a personal judgment. There is a way to avoid criticism. And I just read this this morning. I turned on it, my computer up there. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Then you won't get criticized. <laughs> yeah, they're still criticized. That's what I said. I said, they'll say, oh, that old lazy, no good person. They'll still criticize you. And then if you die, they'll say, oh, he or she died as nothing. So I don't think there's a way out of being criticized. Yeah. But don't criticize yourself. And then it wouldn't matter what someone else thinks. It is what it is. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. So stop judging yourself and live. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> you want to do it? I think so. You think so? You're not sure? <laughs> uh, it's funny, too. Um, again, I was talking to the scientist uh, about whatever we were talking about. And he brought up the idea that, and I believe it to be true, that we are all made from the same thing. You know, we are all connected because we are made out of nothing. We were all created. And he said that we are all connected in one form or another, that we are all one because we come from the same thing. And he said that, bless you, he said that people who criticize others and and judge others and talk about others behind their backs and things like that, uh, the reason they get back what they're putting out is because when they talk about others, they're really talking about themselves. They're judging themselves, and that's why they get back what they're putting out because we are all one together. Now, we have different beliefs. Some serve good and some serve evil, but because we're all one, when you put down your fellow man, you're really putting yourself down. You're weeping what you're sowing. Does that make sense? And that made some of them like, wow, because I wonder how that reciprocity thing worked. But that's the idea. We are really one. And when you do that, that's why God said, don't do it. If you have a problem with your fellow man, go directly to your fellow man or woman, talk to them about it, and leave it alone. Let it go. And if you've got to go back, take one witness, and then drop it, be done with it. I had a woman treated me that way a month or so ago. She had heard some things that I had said, or somebody said I said something. And she said that, she told them, I know, I know Jesse. Jesse is not like that. Yes, he says things that make people mad, but I know him, and that's not weird. So she came to me with it, nobody else. And she couldn't even really ask me about it. She said, you know what, I know you, and I know you. I've been knowing you for years. So she just gave me a few scriptures to read and left. I'm like, wow, that's how you deal with this. That's how you do it. And that's a, that's, you can be blessed that way when you deal with people the way you would like to be dealt with. But, so think about that. Food for thought. All right. Um, yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold, hold for the mic. I had a situation this morning um, when I was at the store. This lady was in front of me about judging. Um, I was looking at her because her hair wasn't combed, dirty clothes were holding, and I said, she didn't have to come to the store like that. But I could feel I wasn't really judging her. I was just seeing what was there. Right. And then when she was checking out, she had scanned this cart, and um, then the lady said, did you want food? Was this food or cash? And she said, food. And she said, oh, I have to redo it because she put cash on it. So I'm thinking, oh, she has one of those government cards. So I'm thinking, <laughs> she's spending her money in there. <laughs> And then, so I let that go because it's like a lot of people have those. And yeah. then when she was bagging up her groceries, she was talking to another lady saying like, oh, she was saying, oh, you got the chicken. So yeah, this chicken's for my dog. He's, he's spoiled. <laughs> so I bring him home, home a pollo loco and stuff like that. And then 
I couldn't let that go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, I was judging her. Yeah. <laughs> so she was buying dog, chicken for the dog with food stamps? Yes. Wow. If that's what she had. No, what are you judging? she was using. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, if you speak up and you'd be fighting all the time, if you go to your fellow man and, you know, I would go to her and say, why are you spending, you know, But no, that's not... You didn't have any, I mean, your mind making you judge the lady and carry on, but it was like a personal thing toward you. And sometimes you shouldn't be saying anything to a person, you know. But if you, let's say you knew the person and you heard something bad about that person, uh, instead of talking to anyone else about it, you go to that person and talk about it and then drop it. But that's just your mind racing with you about the woman. You're looking at something it's telling you, it defined because it first told you she shouldn't come to the store looking like that, right? Yeah. But you don't know her situation. You didn't know her her living situation. Maybe she lived on the street or something like that. Uh, and that's not you making that decision about her. If you can observe your mind telling you these crazy things, you can let them go past. You judge her if you hate her for what you see about her. You know, if you can feel emotional about it or something like that. That's judgment. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. Hatred Yeah, but the mind made you, everything you look at, it has an opinion about it. Everything. Anything you lay your eyes on, it has an opinion about it right away. And you can think that that's you when it really isn't you. It's not you. So you have to understand that. Yeah. But it'll make you look at everything and have an opinion. You notice that? Yes. Yeah. So overcome that and you can fly. All right? Okay. Yes, sir. Behind you, buddy. <laughs> I'm looking straight behind you. I just wanted to get clarification on what you said about uh, how we're all interconnected. Yes. Do you mean because uh, we're created by God, Adam and Eve, or can you just elaborate on that a little bit? We have a bit of God's nature in us. We were created by him. He gave us life, all of us, life. And then we were all created from the dust of the earth. And in the dust of the earth, it has everything in there that's of the earth, right? And so in that way, we all, because we have his spirit and because we came from the earth, we're all connected in one way or another. But if you're blind, you can't see that connection. Or if you've been misinformed growing up about the way we are one another. But if you want to understand this, stop judging people and you start to see yourself or other. You start to see that connection. You really will. Because the thing that we, things that we judge people about, we are doing it ourselves. And uh, we are all connected. It's the same spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We have the same spirit that dwell, that raised Christ from the dead. Think about that idea. But do we act like it? No. <laughs> we are defeated, afraid, judging ourselves, shy, insecure, Insecure, lying and pretending, shucking and jiving. Because we don't realize that we have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that it dwells in us. That's amazing when you think about it. Isn't that amazing? That's something else. But the average person don't know it. Christ said it. He said, you have that in you too. My father gave it to me. He give it to you. So live like it and act like it. Live by faith and not by sight. That's some deep stuff when you think about it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm glad to know that. I'm, I've heard that all my life, but I didn't know what it meant until God changed my heart, allowed me to see. And I don't feel defeated in life. Many challenges to face, but so far as of this day, I don't feel defeated at all. <laughs> Overcoming shyness and fear and doubt. Because I realize it's in us. God is with us. Uh, where am I now? I think I'm here. I saw his hand before I saw you. Right here. Ooh. How many, how, how, where's my finger pointing? Really? So my finger is over here, and it looked like it's over there? I cannot tell. I'm sorry. Wow. Where is it now? But you can't tell? <laughs> it was that sudden fog. 
<laughs> he doesn't know Christ. That same spirit's in him. Go ahead, sir. But you know, um, I don't like being defective. You, that, say, you know, we have the spirit of Christ in us. Yes. Wow, is that a wonderful thing? But we have the spirit of the devil in us, in me. Uh, you always want us to say me. Yeah. In me. You have the spirit of, of Satan in it's you. It's always, you know, it's like having a computer that's constantly has a virus. And every time you're trying to do something, it's popping up a window or it's freezing on you. Or it's giving you false information. Yeah. And you want to take the computer and throw it out the window. You know, and, and the, my mind is like that a lot. Right. It has this false information coming in. All the time. All the time. And it's like a defective thing that I have awakened to. And yep. It's no fun being defective. It's not? No. Why not? Because you get to be selfish and do things that are pleasurable and all that, but... Um, on things that really matter, you crash. Oh, but if you're not defective, what's the purpose of having that spirit to perfect you? Uh huh. My mind has frozen. See, that's what I'm telling you. The thing is defective. I can't even answer that basic question. <laughs> what's the best way to overcome that? What would you say to him about that? How the mind always telling you something. It's like a computer. If you're walking down the road and he asks you that question, what would you say? Uh, just observe it. That's all I can think of. That's it? Just observe <laughs> it ruining my life. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're right about that. You got to disassociate with the mind. You're not your thoughts. And the only way it can affect you, you still believe the lie. You say that, but um, disassociate. It's like when I was learning this Wing Chun system of Kung Fu. They said the the system is Hold very basic. Hold the mic basic. up so he can sit up. Straight the down. system is very basic. <laughs> about to, yeah. Thank you. The system is. Very Are you basic, like unconscious but, this morning, Rob? But um, <laughs> but it's difficult to master. Is this a bad day for you? You know how those white women have a bad day. Not that you're a white woman, but <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't this is just a bad day. Does the president have to hold his own mic? Not the president. I'm telling you. Um, oh my gosh, people just waiting to dish you. Um, <laughs> he got you going down like this with the mic. I know, and I was just following. It. I was just following it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Both unconscious. Both of them falling into the ditch. I'm conscious enough to know I have to speak into the mic. <laughs> but the defective side of me is not conscious that you're not supposed to be following it. You're supposed to bring it back up to you. Anyway, um, um, where were we? Uh, about disassociating with your mind. Yeah, so now that's easy and pretty to say, but <laughs> it's not so easy and pretty to do. It is. On some things, I can watch the thought go by and I said, whoa. And there was a, a, I think it was yesterday, uh, or the day before, actually, it was Friday at work. And I was, I was starting to become upset about something. And I watched it and heard the thoughts in my head. Yeah. And I let all that go. And I said, wow, my, the rest of my day is going to be great now. You shouldn't say that. I know, but it just felt That's that That's the way. first said, lie wow, that caused you to fall back into it. That was pretty cool, letting that thing go. Yeah. Because that could have really ruined, you know, my right. morning. Keep the mic just a little bit further away from your face. Okay. Right. So, so, um... But see, when you, when you are able to see, you're not supposed to get that excited about it. Because that's ego, too. There is a, a, a joy that comes with it. But when you start to say, oh... I got that one now. The rest of my day is going to be good. Yeah. You don't know what the rest of your day is going to be like. That's all ego, and you're taking credit for it, and you'll fall right back into the ditch. Yeah, I guess I was taking some credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's right. God's excitement is not like that. There's a natural joy that comes with being able to see. 
because you also see it has nothing to do with you. But the way you overcome that, you just have to rise. God said we should have his mind because our thoughts and his thoughts are as different as the east is from the west, north is from the south. There's no comparison. It can never work. It's all ego. It's Satan tempting you to think on these things. And it has nothing to, to do with God. And if you can start to understand that and realize I'm not in control here and stop being so up and down with your excitement because you'll be excited about, oh, I, I overcame one thing, right? And then you'll fall and now you're mad again or disappointed or depressed. Okay. And that's not of God. His joy is always, it never changes. It doesn't go up or down. So just be aware and cut out the other stuff. No victory dances like David? David didn't dance for that reason or with, in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right. All right. Yes, sir. You know, what I, what I understand about, uh, about, about uh, people, people used to have wisdom and you. understanding. Just say you, not people. Yeah, yeah uh, I have understanding, and it's a new way of seeing. Yeah. In the world, uh, I've noticed most people that I talk to have, uh, they have a lot of knowledge, and they have a lot of, yeah. they know a lot of stuff, but they really don't know anything. Yeah. And uh, being able to have understanding and to have wisdom is, is, is among one of the most powerful things that, uh, that I have because I, I have a, a sight that most people don't have. They're blind. And they hate, what I notice about these people, they hate good. They think, they think hot is cold and cold is hot. And they think uh, you know, bad is good and good is bad. They think yeah. the opposite way. They have the opposite understanding. And so those people... They hate to being able to, to protect themselves because they believe somebody else will protect themselves. They hate to take care of themselves because they believe that others should take care of themselves. Yeah, they've been deceived. Exactly. You know, speaking of that, thank you, very good. Speaking of that, yesterday at the gun show, other than the blacks, I mean, for the time that I was there, other than the blacks who came, who went there with us to protest, I didn't see any black people going into the gun show. And then I looked at the paper this morning, LA Times, because they have pictures of it. And uh, I believe uh, ABC has inside pictures of it too, just mostly white men or white people and other people mixed in, but no black people. And I'm thinking if anybody need to be lining up, it should be the blacks and the Hispanics to protect themselves in their own neighborhoods. But they trust government, and they don't trust that they can do it for themselves. And that's an example of the brainwashing. They don't trust themselves. Because once you rely on the government like that, you lose that desire to take care of yourself and defend yourself and think for yourself. It's an awful way to live, an awful way to live. But they're not there, and it's unfortunate. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mark Nevout. Uh, the other, the other side that uh, causes you uh, to be this way, and, and that the all the thoughts that are constantly bombarding your mind. Uh, what, what could be a cause is too much into knowledge. You said it anyway. You see, uh, and, and that that will cause you. Not is he to be really? This. He's into knowledge a lot. He's, I, I mean, as far as I can see, maybe too much, yes. Oh, yeah? Maybe too much. He's white, see, that's why. That, in other words, the intensity <laughs> of your thoughts bombarding your mind will not decrease until you, you kind of give that up. Oh, okay. You see? Cool. Yes, sir. Add on to what you were saying about the, uh, the gun show. Uh, I went to the range yesterday when I noticed that there are a lot of black people that go shooting, uh-huh. but they don't own any guns. They all rent their guns. Oh. So that's interesting that they don't own it, but they do go shoot. Well, we got we to gotta change that. We got to educate, inform, enlighten, because it is the blind and they can't see. That's another thing that prevents you from judging people. Once you wake up and you realize that you were the way that you were because you couldn't see then you can never judge your fellow man because you would know 
that they are doing what they are doing because they cannot see. If they could see, it wouldn't be that way. That's why Christ said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. They literally don't know. When I was blind like that, I didn't know. I thought what I was doing, you were saying, I thought what I was doing was right. I saw no other way to do it. And you couldn't even convince me. The only way I know now is that it was given to me to see. Yes, ma'am. First, I thought about the guns. You said the blacks and Hispanics yes. weren't in there. I was thinking maybe because of the media, you know, pushes that blacks are killing Hispanics and they're using the guns and, you know, for killing each other all the time. It's always on, on the news and yeah. stuff. So maybe they're brainwashing, thinking, you know, you know, I see so much on TV that blacks and Hispanics are killing each other. And so maybe they, the people that are decent are thinking, no, maybe I shouldn't have a gun. That could be a part you of know, it. You know, they have yeah. kids, and maybe they're thinking just owning a gun or having a gun in their home. You know, these are the decent blacks and Hispanics. Yeah. Just thinking, you know, I don't want my kid to be thinking this gun is, you know, about the gang banging and all that stuff when it's not even about that. That's right. They may be seeing too much of it on the news, and they go, you know what, I'm not even going to get gun. <laughs> That's a good aspect. That could be a, a, a good possibility because... That can convince you, well, I got to protect my family by not having a gun. Or, you know, I don't want anyone to come and steal my gun. All kind of stuff that when it is played in the news like that, it could convince you of it. And the main thing, the, the gangbangers and stuff, they do look for guns. Yeah, they do. I've been told that that's the number one thing when they rob a home. They're looking yeah. for a gun. I know people who have had guns stolen from them by gangbangers. They go in there, they look for your guns. But still, that doesn't take away our right to protect ourselves from them. It's just something we have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you have your hand? One. one. There was a lot of Hispanics there. That yesterday? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yes. They were going into the show? Yes. Yeah. I saw a handful of blacks, but... A handful? Yeah, out of thousands. So about five? Yes. <laughs> you saw about a thousand blacks? No, I said out of a thousand. Oh, out of the thousands thousand. of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was everybody and their mama showed up otherwise to buy guns or buy ammunition or whatever they were there for. It was a long line of people there. Real short, make it quick. I had to get into my subject matter and it's going by fast here. One thing about uh, being able to see, uh, Christ, uh, he had understanding and Christ also had, uh, had the spirit. And he was, he was so in tune that he was able to, to see what people were thinking. We have the same uh, ability. To see what they're thinking? Well, if, if you understand yourself and we are all of the same spirit, uh, it's like an understanding. So you can see what they're thinking even before they say it? Well, it's like this. Christ knew. Give me a yes or no to that first. I don't know. Oh, I thought I, that was what you said. Well, I have to give it to you in a way that you can understand because it's not. I can understand yes or no. You can? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I'm dumb. Right. But. <laughs> Not uh, that dumb. I'm a little bit dumber, and so this is a, <laughs> this is a way of, for me to kind of think things through because I knew Christ knew the people. He knew he knew that God knew their heart. He knew a little bit of some people's heart, so he's, he was wise enough to knew to know when to approach a certain person or when not to approach, when to hide. Right. And, but are you saying that we'll be able to know what a person is thinking before they say it? Not thinking, no. I, I think it's. Uh, oh. I think it's. Uh, I'm about to say. Yeah, not thinking. You're taking the joke too far. Even buddy. the person doesn't know what they're going to be thinking <laughs> in the future, right? It's a random thing, right? You know, and then the evil is if evil's in control, yeah. evil will, will control them. But what I, th- I think is that knowing their heart. Well, he knew their heart. Yeah, he knew and that's their what heart. he wanted us to do is to judge people based on their hearts. Exactly. And not based on what they look like or act like. And so we act have like. the ability, just like a small child, a small, like if, if I, I don't have any children, but a parent, a parent. <laughs> Why are you waving at me like that? Their child, you know, because they're, they're the same spirit. They, 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 they have, a, you sometimes talk about a, mo- a mother knowing uh, a son's having the same spirit. Um, Christ really had that. He had that. And we mm-hmm. also have that. Yeah, I said that. We're the same spirit as in Christ as in us. And so we're all the same, yes. And we can have, we, we're all of, we all come from the same spirit, and we have that ability just right. like Christ. All right. Thank you. 
You can try to explain it so way I can understand it. I understand yes or no. Even when I'm on my radio show, <laughs> even when I'm on my radio show over there, way in the back, way, yeah, keep on. There you go. But on my radio show, when I'm interviewing people, I ask them a question. They'll go into this long explanation, right? Where are you down? I'm like, look, can you tell me yes or no on this at first and then elaborate on it? But they didn't want, not that you were doing that, but. Yes, sir. I don't want to delay you from your, your topic, but. You sure? I had one quick question. All right. Um, something that Frankie and you just hit on. Uh, what is the difference between intentions, someone's uh, well meaning intentions versus their heart? Is there a difference? You know, people have good intentions. What's the difference between having good intentions and having a good heart? What's I don't think there's. I could be wrong Same about thing. this. I may be wrong. I have to come back and correct it. You hear me saying this, right? I don't think there is a good intention. I think that's just something we made up to feel good about doing wrong or being wrong or making a mistake. Well, I had good intention. I don't think so because good intention never works. But people do. Did stuff. you notice that it never works? But people do stuff. That's <laughs> awful. People do stuff meaning well. Have you ever done that meaning well? Yeah. You had good intention. Yeah. And it didn't work. Well, I don't know that it didn't work. Did I've it work? I've done things and my intentions were good and I've seen other people do things and did their it, intentions were good. Did it work when you did something based on your good intention? I can't personally recall my situation whether it worked out or not. But how but are you going to be pointing out somebody else? Good I know intention. that uh, we were talking about a thing yesterday where somebody had some good intentions. So I just want to know, is there a difference between a person having good intentions versus having a good heart, or is it the same thing? Well, the best way to know that is to get to know yourself and see, did your good intention ever work for the good? They never work. And then from the heart, you're guided by God. You're guided by the light. You're guided by what is right, not based on good intention. So what now? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, good intentions are all ego. That's why when they don't work, and the person says, you didn't appreciate it. I had good intention. Yeah, right, why are you getting mad about your good intention? Because I don't like your good intention. <laughs> now you're mad at me because I've had, you know. No, it's all ego. Good intentions don't work. Yes, sir? Uh, in, in the beginning, James mentioned that uh, uh, if you... Know something and don't do it, you really don't know. Uh, when you asked me that question, they tomorrow, and I said observe, but I kind of know that answer because that's what I, I knew that. That's what I just rolled my eyes. And um, that sounds like a learned answer. Just observe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I've been learning. But Speaking that's to me. That's what I've been learning, but uh, yeah. uh, I have the same problem. I noticed that sometimes when I can't be aware that. Is there a problem with his mic? Oh, okay. Uh, I noticed that um, I have, I guess they didn't hear this, but I have the same problem as James. You mentioned that uh, he said that uh, if you know something and don't do it, then uh, you really don't know. So when you asked me that question about observance, I basically, uh, I mean about Martin, I said observe, and that's what I've been learning. Yeah. Uh, but I have the same problem. But I do know sometimes when I, uh, get some insight that this is just a thought and it's, it's not really coming from me. In order to, for me not to follow that thought, it involves taking some pain. Mm. It seems like I can I never get past that point where I'm willing to take that pain to oh. not follow that thought. You hate, you hate seeing that uh, it's, it's a thought and you, it's something you shouldn't do? Well, say like... Uh, I drink uh, beer or alcohol. And sometimes, you do? Yes. You alcoholic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, Are you an alcoholic? My name is so-and-so, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. You, it goes off by itself? Oh. Come around with, with your mic. Okay, we're switching mics. And take that one in there and let the engineers look at it. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, and um, it'll say, oh, uh, I'm going to go have a drink. 
And uh, I kind of know that for for a moment, oh, this is your thought telling you this. Right. But I can't get past that point because it seemed like it would involve taking some pain. Yeah. And uh, uh, that pain, it would seem like it would be like excruciating or, or, or just real deep pain. Right. So I ended up following it. And then from there, you're not really, I'm not really seeing what other thoughts are, yes. are, are coming in. Yes. That's the easy one. The only reason you're having the pain is that you're getting some type of emotions about, emotion about going to get drunk. You know, you judge yourself. You don't want to do it. But now you're about to go do it anyway, and you're mad about it. But if you just notice that this is happening, but don't judge yourself and go, go ahead and have the drink without judgment of self, then you can get over it. You may have to take one more drink, but don't be mad about it. Don't judge yourself. Don't, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Don't get into all that. Take the drink with a sense of consciousness, then you can get over it. And then there will be no pain about seeing this. I used to do that with ice cream, remember? I'm like, I'm never going to eat ice cream like that again, right? On my way to the store, lying to myself. I'm not going to do it. And then I'll say, oh, I'm going to get a little one while I'm buying a big one. Then I say, when I get home, I'm just going to have a little bit, and I eat half the ice cream. So I'm just lying to myself. So when I realize I need to stop going with those thoughts about that, just do it and don't have an opinion about it. And then consciousness, the mind of God, will cause you to overcome it because you're not playing God by judging your situation. So you may have to be an alcoholic for a day. Just don't drive while drink, drinking, all right? That's all. Go home and get drunk or take a driver with you. But don't judge yourself about it. That's what's keeping the, the excitement about it alive. Yeah, I do notice I, I do it to, like, uh, uh, block out reality. Yes. So. It is what it is. And of yourself, you can do nothing. So let it be. Because if you can change yourself, you would have already done that. So why be mad about something you have no control over? All right. That makes sense? Yes, sir. So don't judge yourself. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I got to get his question. And I want to get in my little topic here. I think it's a good one. I know I'm almost out of time, but I still think it fits right in with what we were talking about. All right, go to that guy. That's why I may not be able to get to you, sir. You. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was just something earlier we were talking about um, judgment. Yes. And I noticed by myself that, you know, you were saying everything's judgment, and I did notice that everything about me is judgment. Yes. And ego. Yeah. That's what he did when he, when he thought he conquered something. You got all happy. Yeah, my day going to be good. That's a judgment. That is a judgment. That's why Satan said, okay, I love this. And the next few minutes, he's wiped out. So far, I haven't noticed any desire of my, uh, of, in myself to let go of the judgment or the ego. Right. I, mean, I enjoy the ego and the, and the judgment. The only thing that has been a problem is the effects of judgment. Because I, I, I judge myself and others, and it hurts. You know, it, it brings pain, and there's things like that. Right. So the effects kind of cause me to want to back off. But I don't know if that's normal or what. But if, in other words, if you took the effects away, I don't see anything wrong with judgment itself. Well, if you didn't, if you didn't judge yourself or others or get mad about being a judge, you wouldn't have that pain. Well, so no, you no, may, no, that's not the question. Well, I, I understand I have pain from judging. For, right. But I'm you saying, have pain. The pain is not necessarily coming from judging. It, well, it is, because you're judging yourself now for judging. Right. You judge other people what they are, right? Then you judge yourself because you know you want what's right, so you judge yourself for judging. Isn't that like something? So if you're going to be a judge, just be a judging. But I get, I get pain just from judging. I don't have to, I don't think, bring it back to me. I can just get pain from judging somebody else. I think I believe. Right, because it's what we talked about earlier. We're, we're connected. So by judging your fellow man, you're really judging yourself too. Yeah, I guess my question is, I don't see anything wrong with it per se. With what? Judging. Oh, you um, don't? I, I mean, I don't, I don't... So if that's the case, why are you having the pain then? 
Because if you thought it was right, you'd be feeling good about it. Well, maybe my mind doesn't see anything wrong with it. Maybe it's like that. But I don't see anything wrong about judging other than the pain that I feel. I don't want the pain anymore. So therefore, I don't want to judge because I don't want to feel the pain anymore. Well, then stop having an opinion about it. Just can I, can see I some of Frankie's answers at this point? <laughs> but see, I'm telling you, the problem is you're still judging everything and don't know it. And that's where the pain is coming from. If you, if you look at somebody and, and your mind is judging them, but you have no opinion about it or relationship with it, you won't have the pain. That's not my point. I, I'm, I'm just saying I don't see anything wrong. I'm not seeing anything wrong with judging. As, uh, as being a good or bad thing. It's only the pain that I feel that makes me want to get rid of the pain. But what is causing the pain? I'm not saying there's no judgment. I'm just, I'm just saying I don't see anything wrong with it. But why you have pain then? Like, like I told the young man there, <laughs> I told the young man, okay, you may be an alcoholic, right? And you say to yourself, I'm not going to drink anymore. And so if you go and take the drink without having an opinion about it, there is no pain that comes with it. And you'll get over it. So if you're judging and don't have an opinion about judging, you'll get over it. You'll just see that you're judging. And that your pain is coming from judging, but don't judge yourself for judging. Okay, so don't have an opinion about it. See, a judgment is an opinion about something. It's not, that's what a when you make a decision about something, that's an, a judgment. It could be seen as though it's a good opinion or a bad opinion. They both are judgments, and that's where the problem is. You have to be an observer of life and not an opinionated about life. Okay, so I'm going to get out of this apparently that I'm not um, objective enough, I suppose, yes. to see what exactly it is that we're dealing with here. Amen. to me, I'm not really seeing yep. exactly what it is. All I see is the pain involved of having it so far. Yeah, you are... Not conscious enough to understand. Okay. The understanding is not there. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. I had a friend of mine once. I told you about this story before. I, he said to me, I said, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm so depressed today. <laughs> I'm just worried about things and I'm depressed. I said, oh, you want me to tell you how to overcome that? No, I'll work this out myself. <laughs> I said, but you could be over this just like that. You could just be happy right now. And I'll be gone. No, let me discover for myself, right? But before I was, we departed, he's like, all right, what is it? I said, just become aware. Just become conscious. And, and he did, and all the pain and the depression left, just like that. And then we just started laughing about it. And that's something. So that's what you have to do. You have to rise in consciousness. We, God wants us to be the observer, not the decision maker. Because when you're a decision maker, whether it's quote-unquote good or bad, you're playing God. You're making decisions. That's what's bringing on all the trouble. You have to observe life and not have an opinion about life. I notice the judgment and the ego, when I'm on a roll, so to speak, or I think I'm doing good, I want it. You know, it's like my, my team wins, I want to read the sport pages. Right. My team loses, I don't want to read the sport yes. pages. Yes. But I'm the same way about myself. So I want to, like, revel in it when it's so-called going good. And if it's not, I want to head for the exits. We do that with the politicians, too. You notice how we, when a, a politician come on the scene, and they're, like, tough and outspoken. And you're like, wow, this is my person, man or woman, right? And as soon as they say one thing or do one thing that we don't agree with, it's over for them. We, we're not excited about them anymore. We don't agree with them. We're like, oh, I never imagined they were that way. It's over. And that's because we had a judgment about it. And so we lose that desire for them the moment they don't go without a judgment. But if we can observe, we'll understand how life is and how it works. And you still can understand the person's heart and stay with the person. But the judgment about it is what keeps it switching back and forth. What is it that kicks in that, is it the pain of judgment, it becomes too much, or what is it that kicks in with a person? Because I don't think it's fully kicked in for me yet. So I'm wondering, what is it that kicks in that says, that makes a change, you know, that, that catalyst for us, some kind of a change? Awareness, the mind of God, consciousness, living in the moment, coming into his presence, and living in his presence, what made the change? Because... 
Because really, my ego doesn't want to live in that presence. It, of course, it, because it, the ego is of Satan. But we are ego. So what is it? No, you're not be? ego. You're well, the part God in you. And then your ego is built from Satan because of sin. And that's the thing that can die. But if You are not your ego. Okay. It has a home in you. It's made a home in you. Right. And it feels like the ego is the whole thing. Right. And that's my whole life. So it's like... In that moment, unless I feel some major pain from it or something, I'm not going to want to leave that ego state. There's no incentive to leave it. I wouldn't set myself up that way. You I'm don't know that. You, that's what it looks like right now. Yeah, it seemed that way, but that's not true. Recognizing what's driving you is all that it takes. Okay. And so I say what I said to him. You got to disassociate with this mind thing, the, the ego nature, which is of the devil. You got to disassociate with it. You still recognize this as being a part of who you are. And it's not who you are. As Paul said, it made a home in you. And I realized of myself I could do nothing because I, I realize now that it's not me. This is something that made a home in me. So he stopped having an opinion about it or trying to make himself change. That make sense? It makes sense. Yes. Yes. So uh, anytime that uh, we're feeling a conflict uh, within ourselves, is that because of is that because we're judging ourselves or yes. someone else? Yes, sir. Or else we wouldn't have that internal You conflict. cannot have the conflict without the judgment, without the opinion. You can't have the conflict. Because when God allows you to see, there's freedom. There's, not, there's no conflict. You're free and free indeed. Because God is all love and he has no reason to want to punish you. And conflict is punishment. You notice that? But he is love. With, with your own kids, you would want to correct them with love so they could get better. But if you brought conflict to them, you cannot correct them. Because the, the, the conflict they already have is the God that brought it on them. So why should they listen to you if you're just bringing more conflict? Why would we listen to the God that we're serving? The ego God has already given us enough conflict. Why we want to go to another God that's supposed to be a love, and he's going to give us more conflict. That made, that, that made sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes, thanks. Yeah. Yes. No, I was going to say, that is like hell. It I is hell. conflict, you know, myself, I'm driving or something. Yeah. And it feels like, uh, just horrible. Yes. And it is conflict. You said it like that. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You still want to join with this guy? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a breather on that one. <laughs> no. Uh, he hasn't said anything, so let me get to it real fast. I don't really know. Uh, there's too many thoughts. It just got all jumbled up, so I'll pass. What? I was just thinking too much. I'll pass. It's too, it got too complicated. You start what? thinking about this, and you're judging that, and then you're judging the judgment of the judger, and then there you go. And I said, forget it. You know, uh, you know, that's what happens to me. When I get that way, I go, oh, forget it. I'll just go on here. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Okay. Just watch that, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You just got to go. Because what the ego is doing, doing the, the nature of Satan, as we are speaking, it is defining everything for you. It means this. Oh, that's too complicated. Try to get this. You're like busy with the devil as we are speaking. Yeah. You're busy with him. I, uh, I know. Is your, do you want to say something short? No. The only reason because I'm almost out of time. No. Oh, well, I can't take you then. It'll be short. The road of intention uh, in the old days, they used to say the road of intention is paved, uh, paves the roads of hell. Yes. And people have wisdom. They, they knew those kind of things. And the other thing about judgment, uh, that's one of the aspects of God's nature. And we're not to have that as yeah. a child of God. And that's why we have conflict because the ego is awakened. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have something short? You haven't said anything yet. I know you had your hand there. A good question. I'm sure okay, go right to it. To I was just saying, if that's the dynamic, the interaction between the sinner and the sinful life, you know, that you uh, need to stop judging yourself yes. so that you could get over it. Yes. Then if some, it, 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 are some people, uh, you know, fated, you know, destined to be damned? And once they, you know, if that's the dynamic. They, they if some people what? Destined to be, you know, damned forever so that they'll, they'll forever enjoy sin. Once they, you know, if that's, a, if that's what they have to do, you know, that's the walk of life. It's, you can't ever get over it. So if people take that step and they said, you know, I'm just going to let it, let it go. 
then they enjoy uh, sin forever, and then they're damned. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Not quite, but okay. Are people destined to be damned is my oh. question. <clears throat> Probably so. And so we, we they need can never good. get over it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Let me think on that one. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's too, I'm, I'm like five minutes away right now or less, and I don't want to give you a rush answer. But it's a very good question. Yeah, it's a very good question, though. Thank you. Yeah, very good question. Um, here's what I was going to talk about. And, and Stephanie, you had a, a quick question. It was long. You changed your mind, too? Oh, you learned from that guy? All these thoughts. Um, did this help a little bit? Yes. Today? I love the questions. Thank you for coming with that. Um, here's what I want you to ponder this week that I was going to get into today. I'm reading this book, and when I say I'm reading a book, I'm not like, oh, into reading a book. I don't want to pretend. <laughs> I am not a reader. But I will pick up a book and just kind of look through it and see some good stuff, and then I'm enlightened from it, from reading that, and I want to share it with you. I was going to do that today. Uh, but I want you to think about this. Are you a good team player? Are you a good team player? So I want you to ponder that. And one other thing I want you to ponder. Do you seek God in all that you do? In everything you do, do you seek him? You know how the founding father would seek God advice, how Christ would seek God advice. You would pull away to know God's will in all that he did. And I want to know, are you like that? All right. Eventually, when I'm done with this book, I'm going to tell you where I read this, and I thought it was very enlightening. And uh, so hopefully you can get it. I, I don't want to introduce the book yet because I'm not sure about it yet. I haven't read enough into it. So, But I thought those are two good questions. Is it, are those good questions? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a good team player, and do you seek God for all that you do? What do you mean by generic? So, you want to define that? What does that mean? No, you need to. I don't want to tell you what it means. You need to look at yourself and know for yourself if you are a good team player or not. So, I don't want to give you any hints. I want you to be honest with yourself. And, And let me tell you why I know this book was like there for me because I was having trouble with some of my employees being team players. And I asked God, you know, let me see what's wrong with these folks. Maybe it's just me not knowing how to make them do what they should do, right? And lo and behold, this book was given to me. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Because now I, have an, I understand how to hopefully get them to be it. But I want you to examine that for yourself. You got to know yourself. I can't always come in here and tell you about you. Because if I tell you about yourself, that's outside information. You want to discover from within. And you got to be honest with yourself about these things. The, uh, my desire this year is to point the way that you may be renewed from within. You got to be renewed from within. And these are some of the things we need to be thinking about. Concerning ourselves, not someone else. And, and when you think about this, don't think, well, if it wasn't for JoJo, I would be a team player, but JoJo is not a good team player. I'm talking about you, all right? And we'll get into it next week. We need your support, uh, your tithing offering to keep this going, folks. So uh, the information is on the screen there. If not, you can call 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. If these programs are helping you, these services are helping you, you should help us to keep it going and to uh, help others, all right? So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for the, uh, I mean, just good, good questions today. I had something else I thought I was going to deal with, but I like to let it go the way it goes, you know, rather than just trying to force my so-called little plan in on there. I think it's better when we come and let the flow happen because God is with us with two or more gather, and I don't want you to come here and not get any answers. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for coming. I appreciate it.
For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.